Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. In the house tonight. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the podcast where we come up with five, five sketch ideas. ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. And I wonder, why don't we ever say gentlewoman? We say gentleman. Mm. I mean, I, you know, I do it in a sort of lighthearted way, mm. in a way to mm. sort of add flourishes mm. to the other stupid things that I say. Yeah. But gentlemen and gentlewomen feels like, uh, you know, it should be... For equality purposes. Well, I think maybe the the thing is, Alistair, that when it comes to women, you probably don't have to specify as much as you do with men because you can get a man and he can be a real brute. You can get brute brute women. I don't want to take that away from women. I'm I'm not saying we're taking it away. Mm. I'm saying that men have it in abundance, you know. And that's not a... I think women can have brutishness in, in abundance. In abundance, yeah. In and abundance. do. Yeah. Abun- abundance. Oh, you turned, that's it what, fe- um, you turned it into a feminine thing. <laughs> that's what uh, Chaplin did uh, when he stuck those two uh, forks into those little buns and, and he did was, that little dance. And he was stealing he a female art form. It was appropriation, yes. Yeah. Mm. Back from the... Uh, <laughs> back in when, when, you know, there was that sort of... What was it that Austrian all women culture where they were all bakers and they exported baked goods, but they also wore baked goods, uh, bread shoes and bread shoulder pads. And, of course, yes. And sort of bread open back dresses. I'm sorry, Alistair. To begin with, there I thought you were making all this up, but as you went on, I realised mm. that it was you were actually describing the the real thing that existed. Yeah, and it was that's where uh, Danishes originally came from, where mm. they were the the front part of a dress, and there was the custard, and then there was like the apricot in the middle of the dress um, of the of the breast, and that's where the idea for nipples came from, and that's why, as of today, we all each have two nipples. <sighs> this is Minimum. great, you know, because it's that you know we talked about it on the podcast before that that age-old question of, uh, you know, comedy question of who was the first person to look at a cow, cow's nipple, and think, I'm going to drink whatever comes out of that, mm-hmm. right? We never ask, well, who was the pers- first person to look at a cow and think, I'm going to put a nipple on that? I'm going to put a nipple on it. Right? Because yeah. <laughs> I think it's, you know, and it's kind of like apples. Uh, it's exactly was, like apples. There was a time, a long time ago, where apples were just these tiny little things. Mm. These little, you know, it was like a peanut, essentially. Mm. Right? It was on a, you know, and it was on a stick. Mm. Right? They didn't have trees back then. Mm. And when we first had cows, they didn't really have much of a nipple. And so we, we bred them to get nipples. You nipples. know, there was just a bear, it was a pimple. And they is were that, like, "What is that? Is that a pimple? Is that a pimple or something like that? Why is I'm going to breed this until it turns into a nipple. Into a giant, huge bag of nipples. 
right? <laughs> you know, and they were like, there we go. No. <laughs> Off you go, Daisy. Yeah, and now now we have the cows that we know today, which are essentially, mm. you know, they're they're 80% cow, yeah. but they're 20 for 20% sort of nipple satchel. Um, is that anything? Is that a sketch? <laughs> I guess so. I guess, I mean, you could come on. Look, it's a, it's sort of a sketch. Who was the first person to put nipples on a cow? But also, like, the idea of of breeding something until it becomes what it is today. Mm. Playing with that with farmers and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If we looked at, like, what, uh, if we were to, yeah. Any, and go back in time any number of generations to before cows were what we know them to be today mm. when they're actually, you know, closer to a pumpkin. Or something like that. And yeah. Through selective breeding, you know, through the hard work of generations and also, you know, the, the natural process of domestication that comes with living alongside man, that pumpkin became a cow. A cow. Just a, you know, a cow with a bag of nipples underneath it. When did the word stalk stop going, become creepy? When did it become creepy to stalk things? Because last I checked... A mm-hmm. you know uh, you look at a the stalk of a celery of a celery or your a stalk of a as we talked about in the previous podcast of a of a tomato yeah a stalk is just your biggest supporter so I don't I don't see what's so creepy about that you're right and if, then... if it's a crime to be uh, your biggest supporter of a tomato or banana and it turns out that it is. I mean, if you are, yeah. I guess, you know, it just depends on whether that tomato has agency and... Uh, <laughs> and can get and, away and, and feel safe. Yeah, and and wants that mm. that stalk all over it, mm. Mm. invading its space, getting into its head. They do get in your head, though, yeah. don't they? That's the, maybe that's what, that's the crossover point, because they get into your head. Mm. Yeah, because they kind of, they have their little suction cup. Mm-hmm. Onto the top of your head like a stalker does. That's why I find very interesting how how plants have those things where like some things, even though they've all grown together, mm. but they're grown to sort of have a weak connection. Yeah. You know? Or like, I think if I, if I told you, like, like, you know, even like, how the f- fuck? And I'm not even going to hold back. <laughs> how Alistair. in the fuck <laughs> can they have a Is peach it? nut seed thing? You know, the... the a nut on the inside. How can that be basically disconnected from? Right. How does it grow together to be loosely connected? Yeah. Like, because one thing's growing from the other thing. Yeah. Right? Like, you get the start of it and then it grows around it. But then how does it not... Is it growing air in there to separate them? I guess... I guess does it, it just like, push in a little air? Even inside our bodies is is like... Would you are, you are you similarly concerned about like how easy it is to just like lift out a liver or something like that? Or well, I'm not that concerned, but but like it's if the connection, see, because it's the it, I'm concerned about the connection point of the liver to the part that's giving it the nutrients. Yeah, right. Like I understand that like you know the liver might be in there and it might be sliding around against the mm. kidneys like that mm. and it's jostling just and jostling something. and like they're all on a tram. It's like in a dance floor and it's they're just grinding and, against yeah. each other and it's a big sweaty mess in there. Oh, and it's, it's like, a fuck fest. And they're all just going like, are they into me? Are they into me? <laughs> Am I reading these signals yeah, wrong? And yeah. they're kind of getting all up in each other's business and things and, like yeah, that. And the kidneys there, the twins and they're freaky you got to stay away from yeah. men yeah. but you know there's that yeah but then there's the part that you're actually connected to that you grow um 
which I guess this doesn't work in the dance floor analogy, but let's say, let's say that, you know, but it's the part like wh whatever the pipe is that's given mm. this thing its nutrients. Mm. If that was built to have a sort of like a very loose. Just pop off. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Like that, just a little bit of pressure or whatever. That I don't understand. How can you have one of those? Well, I mean, I understand why they would want it. Right, because they want to spread their seeds around on these. Because all the things you're describing, Alistair, yeah. are seed pods and yeah, seed right. carriers of some yeah. kind. Though. So they want to pop that off. But it's built in obsolescence. Know? Yeah, exactly. You're building it weak. <laughs> There's a weak point there. Yeah. If I were to design... <laughs> apple. Apple stalk. An apple stalk. It would be, the, the stalk would be as thick as the apple. Yeah. And it would sort of, it would go into the apple about halfway through. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So you would, the apple would really just be a semicircle of apple. Just be a half apple. Fully attached to the top of a, st a stumpy stalk. Every thick branch would just have one apple, Big. at the half <laughs> apple at the end of it. And then a half apple. And if you wanted it, you just twisted the apple bit off like no, that. No, but it, no, it can't be like that. You've got to hack it off, right? Because you're still twisted off. It sounds like, that again, sounds you've weak. designed... It's weak. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay, it's got to be hacked <laughs> off, and the apple is woody as well. <laughs> and then you're eating wood. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta, we've got to get away. We've got to turn it into something that isn't that. Okay, Andy, okay. <laughs> it can't, can't be. It can't be that. Not two podcasts in a row. You're right. You okay. Know, people, because I think yeah. listening to people talk about wood is a lot like eating wood. You yeah. know, <laughs> you can't. It's a real grind. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't introduce people to it like all at once. Okay, sure. you've got to. I'm getting very preachy Get into their about diet eating here. wood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are switching off. <laughs> okay. All As right. it is with all of these. My microphone keeps rising up. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's, oh, I got it. I got it. You got, I got it? it? Good yeah. work. It was, it was um, like some kind of um, rapture. All right. So but can do you think there's a sketch in the idea of, of uh, taking out the the planned obsolescence in the, in the stalk of the apple? Well... <sighs> I mean, it's interesting because because we're talking planned obsolescence from whose point of view? Because from, from our the, point from of view, from the apple, <laughs> from the apple tree, the apple tree's point of view. But but still, we're ignoring the function of the apple. Yeah, you know? we're looking at the apple as just a way to end a branch that you didn't know how to get out of. Sure, but right? well, you got to put something at the end of this branch. I can't, you know. But as a farmer, can't just keep doing branch forever. But as a farmer, you're not letting the apple tree just grow whatever it wants anyway like you know like grow grow seeds grow, grow new trees next to your trees you've planned these you know these out mm. perfectly sure. there's a grid even so but look <laughs> looking at it from the point of view of the farmer doesn't help your argument <laughs> alistair that there's some kind of flaw in the pop-off apple design i know but did you see that did you see that article on the abc a few months ago ABC Australia. Well, I tell, here's something that would be great, though. Yeah. Can I just quickly? I think this is going to be way better than where I was going to go. If with you it. can take the apple off, because this is the thing, because you can take the apple off, take it off, but that's throw away. That's disposable. Mm. You should be able to put it back on and recharge it. That would be nice. And also, okay, what if you were to shift the planned obsolescence to apples themselves? Because they rot, they go bad. Mm. You know, what about an apple that lasts forever? Lasts forever. What about... That doesn't break down. See, all, all trees, all the fruit, they have different connectors, right? Okay. It's like, it's like Apple and their, uh, you know, proprietary connector mm. lightning port thing. Yeah. Why can't, 
we get a USB-C sort of version, but for all fruit, can go on any tree. What material do you think it would be made out of? Mm, wood. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm on board. Obviously, this is not eating wood, but I'd be interested in creating wood electronics, bioelectronics of some sort. I didn't say there's any electronics in there. I'm just saying. I know, but it would still allow like the passage of nutrients. Mm. You... Although, that being said, if we could get it somehow that you could also plug your phone in, right? Mm. Charge your phone up from a, from a tree. Sure, yeah. Why can't everything that connects to everything be USB-C? Well, if we could... could, could yeah, if or, we could connect or some trees. kind of... We'll find a universal connector that works for as well for connecting a, an apple to a tree as for a, a, a phone to a computer as a, you know, a 40-ton 40, 40 steam locomotive yeah. to a 100-kilometre road train of coal. Right, and they'll be connected... They'll all get electricity. The same, all the same connector. This coal-powered f- f- thing. Oh, I didn't say it was coal-powered. Well, you said steam-powered. Steam-powered, yeah. sure. Was it getting its steam from coal? <laughs> from the, from burning coal? <laughs> it could get it from a tree. If we can set up a universal system where so everything a tree, plugs... A multi-plug tree. No, that, it's wait, only so one plug. Okay, wait, one plug or each branch has its each own Each branch connector? has its own plug. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but they're all the same. Yeah, and but it gives infinite types of Everything uses the same okay. source. Okay, so it all uses electricity. It doesn't have to be electricity. It could be a new thing. Yeah, it could be could something be, else. Do you think maybe life force? <laughs> oh, life force. Yeah. That would be great. If we could standardize life force. Mm. Yes. Who do you think would have the standard unit of life force named after them? Hmm. Uh, Jane Fonda? She seems to just keep <laughs> oh, it going and going. What about going. that, gu- that gor- gorilla lady? Goodall. Jane Goodall? Jane Goodall. One of the Janes. Yeah. Is, is that Goodall? I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, Goodall works, mm. right? Because it's good for all. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And she, she works with gorillas, which are not a tree-dwelling creature, but, oh! you know, they, they're near trees. They are. And they, they build ever... nests. I think they build nests. In trees? In trees. Oh. I, didn't, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a gorilla in a tree. It's because of all the mist. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> so everything we're going to invent, a new, it's going to be a new life force. It's going to be called Goodall. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could be a mix of things. It could be a little bit of electricity and a little bit of sugar. You know, sure. So it's so it's essentially kind of like what the body works on. There's like there's signals in there, but it's also yeah. it's probably kind of like what trees work off of. Yeah, juicy, juicy electricity. Juicy, like elect- yeah, sweet. It's too uh, hard to define because we're too dumb to know. Yeah, but I'm sure a real real scientist could explain exactly what juicy electricity. Yeah, you know, juicy sort of bioelectricity. Ele- bioelectricity is like sort of it's a bit like. it's a bit tangy though as well. Yeah, oh, I'd definitely be a bit tangy. And have yeah. that like like you know like licking a battery. Mm, yeah, or whiz fizz. Whiz fizz, but it's, it's also got, sweet. It's got a hint of the whiz fizzes. Mm. Yeah, whiz fizz is also sweet. So mm. it's, it's probably also a bit bitter. Uh, yeah, a little bit bitter, and I reckon everyone could enjoy it. Wow. Yeah. So that's just And this word. is wood, you're saying, that it's everybody can out. enjoy. <laughs> it's coming out of wood. I'm not saying that it is wood. I'm just saying it's so a, it's we, while we're as, as soon as we achieve total mastery, you know, if we yeah. as long as we're genetically engineering plants, okay? And as long as we're trying to build like a new uh zero carbon energy future. Yeah. Right? 
can't we just standardize everything and have everything run off the same stuff and then I can plug my car into a tree and I can yep. also suck on a branch or I can eat, yep. eat suck out energy out of my car could or you could you sort just... of just plug your eyes into the branch like just walk into a branch get the branches to poke in the eyes yeah sure like that but it kind of like it has like one of those connections with the little magnet at the end sort of a bit like that but bio <gasps> That's great, the Apple thing with the magnet where it the all magnet, pops off everything and pops nothing on, gets, pops no cords get damaged or broken. Yeah, except that they all, they do all, all the time. Of them I can't sleep. Yeah. They're probably some of the worst cords I've ever had. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but um, and and they all lock onto your eyes, and then you and then you can watch something. Maglock Goodall. So oh, so it's not just energy. Well, it, it's not just information. Sweet, it's not just sweet and yeah, but it's also entertainment. The other life force. That's the right. other source of yeah. <laughs> information and energy entertainment. and drive and yeah yeah okay and uh, and so then yeah. we go back to living in trees. We could move away because then this is how we'll we'll take all the carbon out of the air by growing mm. all these trees. But the mm. way that we'll get people to grow the trees is by cr- finding a way to connect trees to the grid, mm. and we become part of the grid, and everything is connected to and the we're grid. We're all one sort of glorious yeah, like, organism, superorganism. It's essentially cars Avatar and, and steam trains. They're it, all. It's like Avatar, but you can in Avatar you can watch Avatar. <laughs> See, this is the only problem with Avatar. <laughs> you can't. You never see anyone watching Avatar yeah. in Avatar. And there's no flying I was like, horses. are you sure these people look like they're having a good time? But are they watching Avatar, <laughs> the greatest movie of all time? It doesn't seem like much of a paradise to me, James Cameron. People uh, come here, they cut, they they dig something up or they cut down big trees or whatever, whatever they do. Whatever it is, chase us around. Chase people yeah, around. Sort of flying a, horse. <laughs> yeah, flying horse. <laughs> flying horse or whatever. You know, people seem sad, the ones that are flying here for a long way away. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, but no one's watching Avatar or the sequels that will come out in the next five to ten years. You'd think if it was better than Earth, they'd already have the sequels to Avatar. Avatar? Avatar. An, an Avatar. And that's, that's where you <laughs> kill all the people from Avatar? Yeah. I guess that's kind of what the movie Avatar is a bit about. Avatar 2, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> these, these creatures taste good. <laughs> that's the tagline, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and that's the meat that they keep sending back to Earth. Yes. And we find out, because remember in Bridget Jones's diary, mm-hmm. the first movie, uh, Colin Firth makes a joke about how there's not enough blue food, right? And we find much like Prometheus was a prequel to uh, the Alien movies, yeah. Bridget Jones's diary was a prequel, a distant prequel to uh, the Avatar to, movies, yeah. where all those creatures are actually created by Colin Firth as part wow. of his quest to make blue food. He did some genetic engineering thing and uh, yeah. made. Uh, That's right. He did it in deep space. He thought he was space. getting away, but yes. then some other people came, were like looking at it, and then yeah. somehow some byproduct of the microorganisms that he mm. was trying to create in the creation mm-hmm. of these blue people turned the people into. T- well, turned, created this mineral, this uh, unobtainium. Uh, that, you know, uh, anyway, that made people greedy people want to come mm. and uh, get it. It must have been a really valuable thing if if you had it if they were going to go deep into space like that to go get it. What I guess that was the premise. Yeah, no, it was the premise, but <laughs> but what could possibly be that valuable? Like what could Well, probably whatever it is that we're describing, this magical energy that's also delicious and has information in it. Yeah. You know, it's like all the things in life that are good all stuck in a one. You know? so, yeah, Do they so, use it 
Did the uh, have a t- the uh, the blue people the nugly the nugly no- nugly noodles the noodles. noodle the noodle people the noodle peeps. Um, do they use it in any way? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them using it. I don't remember them. Did they think it was sacred? They seemed like they would think they things were sacred. Probably thought it was sacred. But then yeah. again, all their things that they thought were sacred were kind of like alive. Yeah, and a bit wobbly. Yeah. Seems like there was a lot they of sort would, of wobbly stuff. And lo- things would light up. Nothing's really, no real straight lines. Yeah, and there was no, but like, it's lights, but it's not that good light, like artificial light. It was that mm. kind of like, just fluorescence. Where just it doesn't sort of glowing. Really, it glows, but it doesn't really emit Like you much. wouldn't actually be able to read by it. Like, you, you know, no. you, if you were trying to read by that light when you were a kid, mm. late at night, your mum would say, you're going to damage your eyes, you're going to go blind. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of a light. And that's why everybody hates reading in that place. Mm. I think. Did they ever do any reading in the movie? Didn't see any reading. Didn't didn't see them reading the script of Avatar. <laughs> Which if this place... Or the synopsis on Wikipedia of Avatar. By the way, have you seen the movie Avatar? I have seen the movie Avatar. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie no, Avatar. No, you've just read the synopsis. <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty much as you would... Ex- it's bas- It's just... Yeah, f- I've seen the trailer and, you know... It's Fern Gully, but blue. I think I think uh, I, I think I might have read that on Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah, that comparison. But it's also I mean I've already discussed this with you. It's also essentially the first Fast and the Furious movie, and it's also um, Point Break. Right. So it's just all it's just someone who isn't from the community goes into the community. Yeah, but undercover as a member of the community as a member of the community mm. to report back. To you know this authority mm, type you know mm. people, but then he kind of falls in love with the community or somebody mm. in the community, mm. and then he kind of starts to understand their ways. But then he still has this connection where he has to kind of go back, and he's going to be a Pocahontas. Student. I think is probably the same. Pocahontas. Thing. Yeah. It's all the same thing. Anyway, so what, we, so, so what what is this sketch? We're writing just tree plugs, tree <laughs> plugs, everything. Universal bio plug. The good all, the good all yeah. units. Like, like if if electricity could could you know come out of a pipe into a and you could put some in a bottle or whatever, but it was also delicious, and you could drink it. That'd be good. Export it to Japan. Export it to Japan. Yeah, they probably need it for their, you know, because they don't want a lot of resources. Maybe it's got a bit of guarana in it as well. <laughs> it's probably got guarana. <laughs> Who told me that guarana was like, like you know, they use that to neuter cats? That's everything, though. Is everything used? Yeah, <laughs> it's like how everything gives you cancer. Everything neuters cats these days. <laughs> everything is a class A cat neuterer. <laughs> who are these people who neuter cats? Who just are willing, just like, I'll try anything. <laughs> anything to just brighten up my day. My day is just neutering cats. I don't want to... Wait, wait, what, what's happening in your scenario? These people are neutering cats all but, day and then some of them drink a little bit of the cat neutering stuff just to see if it gets wait. them through the day? Is that what you're describing? No, no, no. I, I think that these people are so bored with, with cat neutering yeah. that they're just tr- – because you said everything neuters cats. Mm. So, <laughs> so I'm just imagining these people are just like injecting like, you know, apple pips into into cat balls. And well, apple pips would probably do it because they, they have arsenic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, some, something really inert, like they're just going like, oh, I don't something know. Something like, I don't know, ar- arsenic or something. Or, or cyanide. <laughs> cyanide. cyanide. <laughs> I don't know, poison. <laughs> they just put poison into their uterus. <laughs> 
I mean, look, Alistair, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be unpleasant yeah. to imagine. Sure. But it's a... Uh, it is. It is. It is like a. It's like it's like an Iron Chef type program, mm -hmm. but you have to neuter a. It's like you can be all. Sure. You have to neuter a cat. Iron neuterer. Iron. Yeah. Iron neuterer. The perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then you get revealed at the start of the episode whatever your secret ingredient is. Iron. And that's what you have. Iron. Great. And then that's what you have to use to neuter the cat. Yeah. Great. And is you're neutering both. Both sexes neutering isn't like a gender specific thing, right? You know, everyone can be neutered. So okay, great. Because because yeah. so then that's either are you removing the testes, or are you? So I guess this I guess is the, that's up to this the creativity, creativity of the vet. Yeah. So I guess like especially I guess if the ingredient is say fava beans, mm. right? You're not sort of cutting off the testicles with fava beans, but you might. Yes. You, might mash them, them up. Yeah, yeah. Mash, oh, mash them up and dry them out and create like a sort of a... A knife. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm doing here is I'm drying out the uh, mashed fava beans. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm planning to sharpen that on the uh, edge on the, of the bench. On, the, on, the, on these other fava beans here that I <laughs> mashed and dried earlier. It's because not only is he... He's just not given any other instruments. What's so when up? you're drying out the fava beans, are you drying them out on fava beans? Like, have you somehow managed to light some fava beans? <laughs> look, I don't know. Maybe you're... Look, the rules of this are not clear. I was, I was, I was trying to make it seem like he only has access to fava yeah, beans, yeah. but then it feels like you need even water. Yeah. Can you get that from fava beans? Maybe. It was like, I pressed these fava beans <laughs> and got some fava bean oil. And, uh, <laughs> And I use that to lube up these dried <laughs> fava beans over here and you know, get them into a paste. And then I dried the paste to create yeah. a bench top. <laughs> and then I mashed some other fava beans on there. Before that, I was just smashing these fava beans between my palms. <laughs> Hoping to create an entirely new universe. <laughs> Yeah, if I could collide these fava beans with enough force. Iron neuterer. Mm. I mean, look, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it went pretty deep. It went pretty deep, um, much like the uh, fava bean knife went deep into, into the, the... Uh, eye of the journalist. person went mad. Oh, went mad. no, did they yeah. kill the journalist? The jur it's a journalist, by the way, who makes the show. It's made by journalists. <laughs> It's actually not even televised. Just general journalists go and watch it. It's just people who play it like for fun. Yeah, it's yeah. just neuterers who are just trying to get through the day by by making a game of neutering. I think this is like maybe it's something we can because we can turn into a a board game or something. Because I think that's where the money is. You know, you make a board game like your cards against humanity. You know, it's a, mm. I guess it could also happen in a community or like an area. Let's say like. We we discover some part, let's say in you know you know how like in uh, it was like in the nineteen eighteen or like you know maybe nineteen forty something like that some huge like meteor hit Russia somewhere and yeah, right. you know it had like the power of many uh, nukes or whatever mm. it flattened a bunch of forests down and things like that would have created some kind of cr crater mm. anyway. 
you picture that for some reason we've never actually gone to check out the crater, maybe because it's you know it's in a very cold area. Or and it just like didn't that. seem very interesting. It just didn't seem that interesting. <laughs> or we didn't even know about it because it was before kind of proper records. And so, yeah. and so people, you know, are going into this part of Siberia or mm. wherever it is mm. like that, and they're they're from the West, the civilized West, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, I'm fascinated to see where this goes. And, and they go in there and they realize that people who had lived around there at the time mm. had actually found it way more habitable inside the crater. And actually, yeah. once they got in, it was sort of like, because of the cold and the ice and things, it was like a bunch of mice in a bowl with, you know, with, with you know, just like oil in it. And they couldn't climb out again. Scrabble their way out of they the crater. Out the of the real crater. glassy edges. And so they just made a town there, right? Yeah. It was just them couple of cats when it started and yeah. they, you know a couple of few families like that right and i mean i'm fascinated to know what they were starting the town with because they're in the middle of an impact crater i mean well, there was there was you know there were flattened trees that didn't b- blow up into the air they just kind of uh you know they were just on Seems the walls unlikely but all right uh and there was also sort of leftover uh logs that were partially decomposed from you know a hundred years ago. In the permafrost. In the permafrost. Yeah, okay, great. Now, <laughs> now, now I'm on board. Yeah, I was great. Like, so, some mastodons and or something. And these are people from deep in Siberia. They're used to surviving cold winters and... Uh, inhospitable climates. In, inhospitable climates. Anyway, <laughs> so they're in there. They can't get out. These cats get out of hand, right? Yeah, well, At I mean, there's point, so much for them to eat. Well, all the defrosted mastodon from the, the permafrost. They, that's exactly what they're they're yes. feasting on, and so that's why these people have been able to survive for so long because mm. of these uh, defrosted mastodon mm. in the permafrost, mm. and uh, and these this cat population gets out of control. Yeah, and catastrophic. Catastrophic. That's right, Andy. And at some point, they realize they've got themselves a cat pro- problem. And, you know, they 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 do some maths. They go look. There's there's only sort of ninety defrosting defrosted uh, you know mastodon carcasses left, mm-hmm. and there's you know there's probably six of us, right? Um, we're gonna you know, but but there's like a thousand thou- thou- yeah eight thousand cats. We're gonna have to learn how to stop these cats uh, breeding. Yep. And so they start cat neutering. Yep. But you know it's a day in day out job. They're Dido. Dido. Yep. They're trying to. You know, they're 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 they want to be joyous people, so they find a way over the years. It becomes to, a festival. It becomes a festival. It becomes a. It becomes every day is a celebration of, of the joy of the joy of neutering. Yes, like that. And then they just start to use whatever is around them mm. to challenge themselves mm. in a kind of iron uh, neuterer game, and it's not. It's not for TV. They don't know what TV is. Yeah. Right? They just, they just, this is day in. They come in. They go, all right, today you're going to do it with pine needles. Now, it's, it's like, it's like uh, that expression, you know, when all you have is a hammer, mm-hmm. everything starts to look like a nail. Yeah. But the opposite. When everything is a, na- is a nail, all you have been... is nails, everything starts to look like a hammer. Yeah. But so... it's like a nail. But when everything is a nail sticking out of a board, <laughs> dangerously <laughs> risking your life. Yeah. Start it start. To, it starts to look like a good thing to neuter a cat with. You start. <laughs> you start to look for things to pull those nails out with. Everything sure. looks like an opportunity to pull nails out with. Yeah, yeah. So in your metaphor, the nail was the cat population. Yes. Yes. That's right. Great. Yeah. 
Um, in your own metaphor, the hammer was the cats? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, with the hur- hurricanes and cyclones... Oh, sorry, just to finish it, and then one day some journalists go in there and they... Journalists, great. Journalists, yeah. and then they go in and then they witness this, and it's just a daily ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's boundless creativity, there's joy in it, and there's uh, neutering your cats. And they make a documentary. They no, make they a documentary. Don't. They write. They well, write it down. They start to make a documentary. No, well, they're filming it. Video journalists. For video journalists. This is. Vice? This is, is generations this a vice? later. Like it could be it's probably vice. a vice thing. Yeah. And I spent eighteen years. Well, yeah. Living with a cat neutering people. But as you know, of the uh, Siberian crater. <laughs> but as you know, the uh, that one of the journalists does get attacked. Remember when when he's with the fava bean knife? <laughs> so. They also have father beans. So it's not all happy. It might be something the journalists brought. Mm. But I guess at some point you'd get, over 100 years, you'd get some loads of vegetation growing in there, Mm. finding its way, blowing in over the crater, trees. Yeah, and then this has almost got a, if the journalists brought in the father beans, this has almost got a gods must be crazy kind of a vibe to Mm -hmm. it, you know, where this um, isolated community... Yeah. Doesn't know how to deal with the... Um, the fava beans. The fa- the, they're so useful. Everybody wants them. Mm, like that. But then, what, what? you know, they probably plant them and they, they get overgrown with fava beans. They start... They can't, like, you know, the, the they grow up to their chins These and they can't These people seem breathe. really bad at, like, keeping populations of things under control. Well, they're so they're so happy and until, this, until this, their life is this threatened. Ca- this crater, this meteorite crater, has got to be one of the most fertile places on Earth. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, I mean, it's so deep in the you know in the. Oh yeah, deep. Yeah, synonymous with fertility. You don't think depth would have lots of richness in it? You know. Well, I think you need topsoil. I think you need that uh, that that loam, that rich loam that blows in over the over the top of the crater. Better blow in loam. Yeah, I mean, like it wasn't it wasn't an instant thing. Yeah. You know, first they just ate mastodon. Yeah. It was a very paleo diet. That's that's actually quite quite funny. Uh, out there, Alistair. Paleo. Because um, you pay your mate Leo. <laughs> I'm on a paleo <laughs> diet. This is a joke I tried to get Alistair to do the other day at the stand-up comedy gig. I'm on a paleo diet. Um, Leo's the guy from the fish and chip shop down the end of the road. I, I pay, pay him. him. <laughs> and I didn't do it. But I did a much worse joke. You didn't do it, and the gig didn't go as well as it could have. Yeah. Proving that if you had done it, you would probably have your own um, special on... I'd probably have my own Tonight Show. Tonight Show, yeah. Do the paleo joke. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, that you always do. Open and close every show. And then in the middle, I do paleo again. Yeah, you get other people on to do it in their own style. Nobody even really knows. People don't remember what the... Pa- Paleo was because especially because I say paleo. <laughs> I'm on a paleo diet. Um, and the, with the hurricanes, mm-hmm. you got you you know your cat three, cat four, cat five. Cat. Is that a reference to the number of cats that the hurricane can pick up? That's how much damage out. a cat would do in your in really? your house. Really? Yeah. So if you have six cats, really? which is I think is the highest thing. You know, the, that of, does a lot of damage what, to your property values, yeah, right? Because <laughs> weather boards the... <laughs> get pulled off of your house, and the roof can't even leave. I, th- leave. I, thought, I think just in terms of the smell of piss. Oh yeah. I just remember my parents were looking at like buying a house once as an investment 
property. They never did it. But the house that Dad went and looked at was just was just cat piss. It was just a cat piss house. It yeah. was all cat piss. I think someone had died in there. In the cat piss. In the cat oh. piss. I guess if you love cats, that's a nice way to go. Yeah, I guess it's a great way to go. I guess if you love cats, the thing that you probably love the most about them is piss. See, that's the thing is that you, you, you hear about sort of um, sort of people having sex with animals and things like that. But mm. do you hear about sort of those those more kind of kinky things? Like what if you're not into the sex part, but you're kind of into water sports or, well, or just dressing your cat up in leather and whipping it or, <laughs> or, or having well, your cat scratch is, you while you're dressed in like leather? This is like a second generation kink, isn't it, right? Because I feel like we'd have to let cat sex become mainstream before you'd have to sort of add extra levels of mm. it to, to it to get that kind of... But those subcultures kind of may already exist. I think, but I think that would be interesting. I mean, it would be interesting because you'd have to then... There'd have to be a community that would drive you further beyond cat... Yeah. Cat, cat, having, just having sex with the sort cats. Sort of right? just vanilla cat So sex. you'd have to be within a very supportive mm. group where... Vanilla, as you say, cat sex is very accepted. Yeah. But then you'd have to sort of have this sort of proclivity mm. to sort of be driven further out of, you know, and get the kink thing going But what on. if what if they just bypass... Where the cat sex if, people are like, ugh, yuck, get well, out of here. Well, what if they don't ever think that the sex part is okay? Which, you know, is understandable within um, the world. Okay. And, you know, regular moral people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... They get the cats involved in sort of sexual pl- pr- proclivities. Is that what's a proclivity? I don't forget. I think for sexual activities, these kink... Yeah, proclivity. That's a great word. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, get them involved in these activities. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're, they're a willing player in it, and it's more something that's done to you. By the cat. By the cat, but you kind of just have to go with the cat's whims. So cat... You know, that's water gonna sports. be difficult because cats are notoriously. I know, but know, let's say you know, willful. You set up, you set up their 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 litter, their cat litter <laughs> thing. It just looks like cat litter, right? It's just a bunch of rocks. Yeah. And underneath it, that's where you hang out. You hang out underneath it, and then the cat pisses, and it gets on you. That's the thing people would might like. <sighs> or, or. You get yeah. dressed up in leather and you got your whip and everything like that. And you got your rubber <laughs> gas mask and stuff like that. And you just get the cat to scratch your back, but violently, <laughs> you know. And these things are already happening without the leather and the rubber. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And nobody's enjoying it. Nobody's right? enjoying it. So but... it's almost like a waste. If people are getting scratched by cats, people are always going to be scratched by cats. Cat are a, cats are a BDSM... Machine. An animal, yeah. Yeah. Creature. They're 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 main They treat you mean. And to, and they and that that literally keeps you keen. Yeah. Like that. And they hurt you, mm-hmm. they're violent towards you, mm. and then they get you to serve them. So you're in a sadomasochistic relationship with them already. You're just not wearing leather. What you're I'm, not wearing the right attire for a pet owner. What I'm seeing here mm. is a a market inefficiency. Yeah. Right? I'm seeing that there are cats that are scratching things mm-hmm. and I'm seeing that there are people that like to be scratched. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of the scratching that's happening 
isn't being captured, you know, the value in that isn't being captured yep. by the market. So we need to set up a way whereby scratching that's going to happen anyway can mm-hmm. happen to people who are willing to pay for it. Are you, you thinking know? an app? I'm thinking maybe an app. <laughs> I mean, an app that can connect people. Cat app. A cat app. But also I'm thinking glory holes, mm. right, where you can go and put your, like, arm through it. And a cat can just scratch the fuck out of it. A cat that you never see. No, I think the cat puts its arm through the, the hole. Yeah. And just scratches. And just scratches. And then you put whatever you want. And then want. you sort of like, you, you back your back up to it. Yeah. And then they go, ow, ow, my back. It's scratching my back. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's cool. And then I guess that's the same thing with those pee hole things. And a cat's mouth is essentially just a nipple clip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're a walking BDSM sex shop. Yeah. I mean, their tail is a feather. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. te- teasing sort of a thing, yeah. yeah. Their head. Their rough tongue their, is... Oh, uh, my God. Is a... Sandpaper. Just a bit of sandpaper. Like, there must be people who like that. Uh, my mom uses sandpaper on her heels. <laughs> you don't. In a kinky way? I don't think so, but there's no reason why you couldn't also have people with dry heels use the cat feature hole. Mm. You know, it's like, I mean, a cat's not going to get offended if, if, it's, if its licks aren't enjoyed sexually. The cat is just being... I a... don't know. It might take a certain amount of pride in, in its work. I sure. I think it would want to be exploited for something that it didn't know it was signing up for. Now, I'm almost feeling bad that we've let this out where Silicon Valley could hear this straight away. Yeah, that's it. That's that's definitely a risk, you know. But that's the case with everything that we put out there, Alistair. We we take the risk that we won't, you know, tune into the next Apple keynote address. And um, uh, what's his name? Steve Cook? Steve Cook? No, it's got to be something Steve. else. It can't Some, be Steve. But. So, so Cook. Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Won't be there crouching under a grating covered in rocks with a cat pissing on his head. Do you like um, Tim Cook more than Steve Jobs? He's got a lot of personality, Tim Cook. Does he? Does he? I've never seen one. Right, so you're joking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't spent a lot of time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm learning about him. I I, th- I think he I think he might have come. He might have expressed some opinions about same sex marriage. Yeah, right. You know, some some progressive stuff there. He, I yeah, think right. he might be gay. There you go. Um, but he's he's like somebody took a lot of the anger out of Steve Jobs. I think. Yeah. Right. Like they they. They sucked all that out of him somehow. Well, that's good. I think that that probably wasn't one of the more positive features of Steve Jobs, right? Yeah, uh, but from Steve Jobs' point of view, probably wasn't the thing that he wanted most taken out of him. No. <laughs> Are you referring to the, to the tumor? the cancer. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay, Andy. Um, um, but there'll be a news.com.au article about this in 25 years when you have maybe reached some C-level celebrity mm. and people are going to listen back and they go, insensitive joke about Steve Jobs. I reached the C. Yeah. Like a, like a paddling uh, tiny turtle. Exactly, you know? like a baby turtle who's just escaped from the sand. From the sand and the, I, the swooping gulls. I got to admit, that that journey between the egg and getting out of the sand, that's got to be a pretty spooky little moment. This has got to be a pretty spooky first moment in life. Right. You emerge from the egg, mm. right? And how, yeah, how does that work? How do you get how – do how do they – because we, I mean, we never see that. Right, that we're, bit. we're we're already we're 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 looking at the gulls and we're going, don't eat them, you gulls. But the sand has probably claimed God knows how many, not to mention the ones that dig down. I know. Well, do you think maybe the Earth's core is all baby turtles? We don't chance. know what it is. I mean, something's creating all that heat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be turtles swimming down, swimming endlessly down. swimming down. Yeah, <laughs> rubbing against each other. As they um, hmm. swimming through sand, like any of that stuff, frogs that live in mud, they just sit there in mud. In Seems deep, real, real stressful. I right? mean, what an awful existence! I mean, they must be they must be so zen. They must not be allowed to feel stress. DVD, you were due to release a DVD, meditation secrets of the mud frogs, the desert mud frogs. How to not? Yeah, because what are you what breathing? Are, what are they, breathe through your what back. What is going through their heads? What are they thinking? Breathe through your back. I think. I think. Is there a thing like that where frogs can sort of breathe a bit through their back? No, well, these secrets aren't turning out to be things that I can apply in I know, my corporate but, lifestyle. But is there a way that we could allow us to breathe through our backs? I was hoping you'd say that, Alistair. Because like, it feels like there could be pretty simply like picture something like this, right? You know right. that that. That netting that kind of goes around like, you know, a bag of lemons or a bag of oranges that's kind of like a yeah. thin plastic netting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no reason why that kind of netting couldn't be all little tubes. No reason. Right? Okay. Right. Now, you cover your – you just wear a singlet essentially that is that kind right. of netting. Yes. Like that. But you – and but, you know, all around the spot, every join is both – is, is also like a node where there's a little air hole. Inlet. Yeah, a little yeah. inlet like that, right? And you, once it gets to your neck, mm. you maybe surgically get some of that put into your neck. Sure, you, but you don't have to do that, right? You could, like, because we already have the snorkel, mm-hmm. right? When, and we've come up with the snorkel already and it's a thing. You put it in your mouth and yeah. it just sticks out the back of your head, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, like... And where have we gone with that since then? No, we've done nothing with that since then. The snorkel. Right? We haven't done many advances on the snorkel. On the snorkel, right? You just, so you just stick think... it out the back of the head and that's it. But I think, you know, we could put that pipe anywhere, right? Yeah. The snorkel pipe. It could be as long as we want. It could spread out into this all body over mesh net singlet. Well, See, so yeah, because I, wa- I just want it if somebody is like... Choking you by the neck and you know blocking your put a plastic bag over your head. The mobs mm. after mm. you like yeah. that, right? I want you to be able to go like stop struggling. Oh yeah, I'm dead. Oh yeah, I'm dead. But you keep breathing through your net. 
like that because it's just like it's all surgically in your neck mm -hmm. here or it could just go straight into your lungs like that no filter <laughs> like that i guess it could be a filter your neck could net i that. mean we may as well make it a filter you think so yeah i might take a couple of extra weeks of r&d but i reckon we put the filter <laughs> in there alistair yeah. It's probably something with activated charcoal. You oh, know, yeah, we did good. some of that business. Yeah, but then what if we start getting charcoal straight into our lungs? Well, we will just do an extra week of R and D so that doesn't happen. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, that's really good. All these new features—that's just an extra week of R and D. That's nice that we're we're so we're so uh, productive. Yeah, well, we're, I'm confident in our team. Yeah, we've got a good bunch there. Because I think we gotta we gotta find the cure to dying from not breathing through your mouth. It's one of our, the so, mouth, the mouth, and the nose. But really, it's the mouth. They have a monopoly on it. You want to be able to bypass, you know, if choking. I don't want to be afraid of choking ever again. Yeah, yeah. The and throat. I, it's the throat is really a bottleneck. The neck. The neck is really a bottleneck. The neck is the bottleneck. The neck is like a an infrastructure bottleneck mm. where we need oxygen to get into the to the lungs. That's yeah. the CBD of the mm -hmm. body, the central body yep. district. Absolutely. Right? And uh, as it stands, the neck is, you know, our main arterial route. Yep. It even contains our main artery, I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. And uh, to, to, it's, it's complacent to think that we can mm. have just this one route and, like, that nothing, no disaster is going to happen to it, yep. you know, to, to, to cut off that route. Yeah. And uh, there could be a pile-up of some kind. And, you know, if you're brain was a government yes and it had done nothing to add an extra route out of a bushfire prone small town yeah right then they would be rightly condemned for letting those people burn to death in that's that right town. so i don't see why you we can't individually be held responsible for adding additional routes to get uh, oxygen into the central body that's right and if and if what that takes is that you have to wear a, a fishnet Mm. Sort of uh, tube smock, tube, you know, like sort of muscle shirt at all times. Mm. I think that's fine. But what about also? I don't want to have to be able to ever die from beheading, as well. Yes. Right. Is there a way to diversify where your head is? Yeah. Okay. Well, the brain. Mm. You, you mean the whole head, like bits of the head? Yeah, like like I don't want it to just all. I don't want the whole self to just be in the head. I yes. want. It'd be great if there was maybe one a bit you could carry under your arm. Yes. Or if there was just if you could move where the brain was, so some was in your leg and some was, was in, in your, your foot. shoulder. You know, like if you're traveling and you put some mm. money in your socks, you put yeah. some money in your wallet. <laughs> Like that. And yet we keep our whole brain in our head. Yeah. The first place anyone will look. <laughs> That's right. If they're trying to, to sort of get rid of our consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like that. So if there was a way of diversifying that. Yeah. Like I that. always keep a little bit of myself, of the self, of my, my id. In my thumb. Because if you could continue to live after your, just your hand was cut off. Yeah. Like that. And just there was enough self left in there. Like just like one quadrant of the brain mm. and you could sort of crawl off like the, th you know, like a cousin, not cousin. Well, it, I mean, that's difficult. Thing. That's difficult, Alistair, because then like what of all the other bio necessities that support that limb, right? Sure. I mean, I think it can survive for a little bit on its own. Eventually we'll reconnect it to the, uh, to the uni universal bio plug. 
Mm, right. Right, which will, we can get everything you need from that. I mean, one of those trees, you can just, you'll probably be able to just grow new body parts on those things. Get as many good olds as you need into yeah, you to get keep as many you good, functioning. Until the body is recovered. But mm. once, I think once the body dies, once the mind dies, I don't think there's any bringing it back like, you know, no. an hour later or whatever. So you got your, what you're trying to do is prevent actual death from occurring. Yes. You but do. I reckon, like, if you've got a little bit of a thumb, mm. yourself in your thumb, yeah. maybe we have backups as well. You could have redundancy, right? Have some copies. Keep some t- copies around the place. Mm. The butt, you know? The bit butt of brain in is the butt. a perfect place to hide two brains, <laughs> two backup brains. If you were to look at the butt, mm. if you'd never seen a butt before, yeah, and but you knew about brains and then yeah. you saw a butt, I reckon you'd say that's where they keep the backup brains. Yeah. <laughs> And I think I wouldn't be surprised if there would be a new trend because you know how butts are big. Big butts are big right big now. Big butts are pretty big right now. Yeah. Right. And they're you know they're in butts mm-hmm. are in mm-hmm. right now. Butt uh, modifications I think are a bit in. Yes. Now, but but most butts are pretty uniform. It's either big or small, but they're mm. all just the same kind of shape. Yeah. Right. Um, but what if you started getting kind of more embossing on them, you know? And if you had it, like, if you made it look, um, possibly because they they're, they're, they're just are in there, like there was two brains, like a brain mm. in each cheek, mm. like that, I think that would kind of give it a nice sort of ribby pattern. And if you saw a nude buttock mm. that was looked like a brain or kind of like a walnut or something mm. like that mm. people would be like oh my god the thing that you can crack walnuts with looks like two walnuts <laughs> i i like the idea that this could remove some of the problems of objectification mm. right okay because you would look at somebody with a, a big butt and you would think oh yeah I like to see that. I right? Like people that. would say, whoa, whoa. Excuse me? Excuse me. And you'd say, no, I like to see people having the foresight to use off-site backup systems for their brain. Mm-hmm. And this person has clearly got a couple of redundant copies of their human brain mm-hmm. in their butt. That's all I'm that, saying. And they, they also have a nice brain because that's one of the ni- greatest compliments you can give somebody. Exactly. Nice brain, you nice can Nice brain. It's like, it's, you know, it's essentially complimenting their personality. Nice pair of brains. You know? Oh, that Ryan Gosling, he has a really nice brain. Like that, you know, and that doesn't seem like you're objectifying him in any way. No. But if you're like, oh, well, look at the fucking schlong on, <laughs> on Gosso over there, you know, people are like, boo, stop treating him like, <laughs> stop treating him like a piece of meat. Yeah, right. Yeah, but but if he had a... But, but. Yeah, but if inside his scrotal bag he had a brain. Which, again, it... So stretchy, yeah, and also a little bit brain-looking. Mm-hmm. You know, inside women's breasts—that's another place, perfect place to to store. Couple brains. more brains. Get some <laughs> brains in there. Like, just if we could grow just brains all over us that are all connected to your regular brain, uh, so that you never die if you get beheaded. They would mm. have to kill every single brain. Mm. Like that. They could cut off your head, but you could just keep running. Yeah. Like that. You keep running. You can't see anything, but you can run and get get to the tree, the life force tree or whatever. Mm. I mean, then you don't have a head, but you're fine. I know, but we'll figure out how to reattach it. But also, heads, remember, we've removed objectification. 
Exactly. So people won't be bothered by the fact that you don't have a head. People, what's the what is it that people find unattractive about people without heads? Right. It's just. It's like I'm not going to be able to connect with this person on any meaningful level because yeah. they don't have a head because they don't have a brain. But they'll connect they've through another. They've got another one. six brains. They've got another six brains, and uh, there are people who are blind in the world. Mm. There are people who are mute in the world. There are people who are deaf. Right. And you wouldn't have a problem with dating any of those people. None at all. Right? right? And so just, but, you know, just just because... No, I'm uh, married. Sorry, I, I'm married. You have no... Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm married and so, and so I can't... Even, even, even people... You never who, told me you were married. Yeah, well, sorry, Alistair. Sorry to lead you on like Wait, that. this is not a date? All 158 episodes of this have not been a date? <laughs> Excuse me, did you friend zone me? I, I, I thought I podcast colleague you, zoned you. Andy. Mm. Anyway, <sighs> it's been going well. I, thought, I mean, I yeah. want to do this again. Okay. And the sex was still great, Alistair. <laughs> I mean, I obviously had a wonderful time with all of that. Excellent. With the cat? Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to write... Um, but redundancy. But, you know, but back up. But back, back up. Back. Back that up. Back. That's what people are always talking about. Back that ass up. Back that ass up. <laughs> Let's put two brains in your butt so that if your regular brain dies, yeah. those other butts brains will just take over. But it would be great if the body could just figure out also how to just connect them. Of course they're connected. Do you think the but like but do you think the body would just know how to do that? It would work it out. There are brains. They work. They're brains. They're made from your own body. It doesn't reject them. Mm. And it just goes, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if you had another brain, like in your butt, and mm. there was just like a bit of a nerve connection. Yeah. If you would start to just store stuff in there and the butt, you use know, it. The, you know? The butt is so close to the spine, which is a lot of where a lot of like the main mm. sort of wires you are. You might even find it's a better spot. Just like I reckon you put the butt in there, sprinkle some stem cells in there, mm. it'll figure it out. Life finds a way. Life finds a way <laughs> to get a backup brain in your butt cheek. <laughs> or in your bag. And I really hope people won't judge. Mm. I you could have one brain on top of each of your feet, a little one, like a little quail brain. <laughs> I mean, it would be great to also have the brains of other animals so that you could start seeing from other people's points of view and creatures. But will it truly be a quail's point of view if that quail has lived all its life inside your foot? Well, yeah. I think it's really shallow of you to, uh, to yes. ignore nature. Because I understand that nurture is a big part as well of a quail's life. Mm. But, you know, what about all those quail instincts that are you know, hard-coded in. You know, you get that quail brain on your foot and then suddenly anytime somebody comes even remotely close to you, you run Scuttle and fly quick. Get out of here. They're going to shoot at me. Like You're that. right. That would be fascinating and I can really imagine that opening your eyes to other perspectives. It's another point of view. I know it's not perfect, Andy. No. Did I, did I ever but go into... But we never let the perfect be the enemy of the good, Alistair. Exactly. Um, we have some words from a, 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 a Lysena? Lysena? Licenser. Uh, I, yeah, um, Andy, today we have uh, some words from two listeners. 
Patreon supporters. Patreon supporters. Hello, everybody who's been supporting us on Patreon and everybody who hasn't. We also love you. Uh, some people have been giving us $3 so that they can um, so they can suggest three words and support the podcast. Uh, that Which is sup- beautiful. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. It, it supports uh, us. You guys already support us through listening. Yeah. And then some people also just throw a few coins at us. And uh, and then and some that, people also suggest uh, – some people also support by giving $8 or more. And, and they can get the bonus episodes. Bonus episodes. We did the last one was uh, somebody – where people suggest, you know, what kind of ideas we came up with. It also turns into a lot of sex episodes. Somebody – I mean, today was a very sex-heavy episode as well. But um, – I think that last one we did was sex oh, movies, porno, porno, sex porno, movies, yes. filthy, filthy movies with the, a moral. With a they moral, teach you a lesson. They teach you a proper lesson. We came up some really great ones. Yeah, um, we laughed a lot. Yeah, it's real, real, real fun stuff. Some but real... if you can't support us on Patreon, that's totally fine. But if you can share the podcast, then that's great because mm. that gets it out to more people. Yeah. So if you can't chip in on Patreon, maybe chuck us a share or a review on iTunes because that helps us as well. People uh, we have also it. been doing that, sharing it on Twitter and things like that, and we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we've seen a bit people of People sometimes even just recommend it to random people. Yeah. It's insane. Thank you very much. These listeners today are Brian and Laura. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Brian and Laura. And their words, Andy, are you ready? Yes. Collapsible. Yes. Aardvark. Yes. Binge-watching. What is it? Which one's the aardvark again? Now, aardvark, that the, the does it roll up into a ball? No, I think that's armadillo. Armadillo. And which one's the one with two A's? Uh, aardvark. Aardvark. Right. Aardvark. Is that the anteater, essentially? That's is the... It, that's, is that the tapir? Is it like a tapir? No, tapir... Tapir's kind of like a... It's got, got like a little... A elephant mini elephant nose. trunk. But yeah. it's kind of a bit... But the aardvark is just real... They're pretty big, right? And they can like tear you apart with their claws because they rip into. Um... You're thinking of a badger? No, no. A wolverine? No, 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 no. The, the wolverine. The wolverine. Uh, no, uh, they. Hugh Jackman. They they tear into. Um, no, he can tear me termite apart with his nests. Claws. Uh, they termite nests exactly. But if they if they grab you, they tear into you. I mean, I don't know if it's ever happened, but I guess people have speculated that if you mm. were to dress up as a termite nest... Yeah, if they were... You know, or if one of these creatures, in, like, confuses you for a termite nest. Because of your body type. Yeah. Which is one of the body types. <laughs> um, hourglass, pear, termite <laughs> nest, which is where you're really wide, right at the Hugely base. Hugely wide at the base. And then you go up and you, you have... You have no sh- you have no neck or head definition. Yeah. It's all yeah. it just kind of curls over like that. And you keep your arms by your sides. Arms by your side, real tight like that. And I guess you're full of termites. Mm. And you live in the sort of Mexican desert. Yeah, or Australian uh, bushland. Yeah, but sure, but that won't help you getting. T- if you want to get torn open by an aardvark, I'm not going to be able to help you then, Alistair. You're right, Andy. But you could help me by sort of ordering here. an aardvark online and getting it sent in. <sighs> I reckon that would be really easy to find in the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. Right at the beginning. Yeah. I just got it. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were actually suggesting that it's, it's just not an animal. It's in high demand, and so people are probably trying to get rid of them for quite a low price. Uh, and that too, yeah. But I mean, I guess if you if you if you are in the getting rid of aardvarks business, mm. you you have you know you sell aardvarks. God, imagine if your name was like Xavier's Aard- Xavier. 
Mm. And you had a you you sell aardvarks. Xavier with a Z. Xavier with a Z. Yeah. And and you're like, I really, I really want to call it Xavier's aardvarks. And so you think that would be a huge disadvantage to you <laughs> to put it near? The... I just think the one person who has the, a legitimate reason to have the word aardvark in their business. This sure. is in a yellow pages universe, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Where every, everybody's a page, a, a yellow page. Yeah, this is no, this is the nineties. This is the nineties. Okay, yeah. Pre-internet, pre-Google, which made all of the aardvarks business. We should map the number of aardvark-related businesses. That's a good idea. Uh, over time, over the last forty years, I think they're probably would, becoming extinct. I think it would be a great show to just do a podcast to figure out how easy it would be to get a certain unreasonable thing like how hard would it be to buy an aardvark yeah what's involved what do i gotta do and you just you just record it we call it like get me a get right? me and, a. and when we are we phoning around are we like you know calling up the zoo and that sort of thing and i then... don't know if you call the zoo or do you call would you call the zoo of course i call the zoo what are you gonna try and just... you want an aardvark you're not gonna call the zoo you're gonna i know but they're not gonna sell you an aardvark sure but they might have some leads <laughs> Really? I would just go straight to Facebook groups that are like exotic pets. Oh, great. You just find some weirdo. So you want to do this on the black market, do you? Oh, I'm trying what? to keep it all above board. I'm you're... not going to be able to get an ABN. No, you can't get a legitimate aardvark. I don't think you're allowed to. Do you think you think you could just legitimately get an aardvark? I I like to I like to I like to believe that you could. Yeah. I want to believe that you could. That that you don't have to, you know, that not all aardvarks are somehow tainted on the black market or something. I guess it, it does suggest that you're buying a mistreated aardvark. I could be helping. I guess you could be saving it from the mistreatment. Yeah. Either way. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Xavier's okay. aardvarks. Uh, so collapsible aardvark binge watching. <sighs> collapsible suggests like you know, uh, a thing that you can sort of pack away. Mm. You know, sort of like Pokemon are c- collapsible mm. animals. Mm. Yeah, I mean, is it is it like a, a sort of a David Attenborough stage show? You know, like 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 Top Gear did a stage show. Did they? Yeah, they went around. You know, they went around different venues and that sort of thing, and they bring cars on stage. They, I guess they brought cars on stage, and they did some of their banter and probably some of their little stunty type of things where they cut stuff up or blow stuff up or mm. drop a caravan off a bridge or something like that. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, I just wonder if David Attenborough has ever ever tried to like take the show on the road, and you know, he yeah. gets all the animals there or gets some of the some of the big ones, you know, all the good ones or whatever, and he does like a. You know, yeah. a performance and reenacts some of his famous bits, like where he crept up on a kakapo and yeah, yeah. So, 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 okay. So, so f- he recreates some of the most beautiful moments mm. with animals that somehow they're caged. They're, they're <laughs> caged. So, but like maybe there's some that you can just like. And here's a swarm of bees, and he opens it up and he lets it out because you want that. If you're mm. seeing one of these, you want something that you don't want to see a like a you know armadillo from across yeah. a theater. Yeah. You want to see it up close. So mm. you want something that, like, comes at you, but... Mm, what a big finale where he releases all these bees and all these armadillos, mm. aardvarks, and they're stampeding through the Hamer Hall down the aisles mm. and that sort of thing, and he's yeah. up there, he's laughing, <laughs> shooting a gun into the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's his last show. He's about to retire. 
mean, it's called Life on Stage, right? Because and, and Life then he on just, Earth with his yeah, big but thing. he releases all the animals that he's he 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 admits that all the animals he's ever filmed, he's also captured and kept for himself. Great. And yeah. he's been breeding them in his house. And he realised that was wrong, right? He realised that was wrong, and so he decided he wanted to share them with people, you know, one last tour, stage show tour. And this is how he's going to go out. Yeah. Like, he's going to... He's like, I'm going to get arrested at the end of this thing, but I'm going to be remembered. <laughs> like that. Do you remember that guy in America who owned that zoo, like that personal zoo, and he just... I think right before killing himself, he just released all his animals. And then there was just, like, lions around town and things like that. Like, people... And then police were just, like, having to shoot big wild cats and... Oh, Christ. Like, shit like that. Um, So, like that, but with a really nice uh, naturist, like... uh, Like David Attenborough. David Attenborough. He doesn't want to kill himself. He wants to witness the whole thing and then see the story because this is... This is humans at their worst. He's cre- He's showing how humans are the worst animal. Look Him, at the things that they do. He's the worst animal. <laughs> me. Oh, I'm the worst. The greatest monster of all is me, David and then, Attenborough. And then he gets to spend the rest of and his he life. He locks the doors yeah. and he releases the lions, and they tear apart everybody in Hamer Hall. Well, maybe not everybody. No, all right. You leave one alive I to mean... tell the story of what happened here today. <laughs> A child. Maybe or maybe him. Maybe uh, oh. David Attenborough. <laughs> we can tell the story of what happened. And we released all these lines. <laughs> is, is that a good Dave Attenborough? David. Uh, yeah, Dave. Anyway, I released all these lions. That is uncanny. Hate children and men. That's his real voice as well. He's been doing a fake voice this whole time. Is this a sketch? I think it's something. All right. You don't feel you don't feel great. Well, he gets it. he gets to spend then the rest of his life with the worst, most interesting animal. You know, and he's got evidence of it. Man. Which is him. Right, himself him. In prison, in, sure. in a cage. And also he gets to make a statement about how horrible life is in a cage, which then it's, this is his big final statement for uh, mm. we got to get rid of zoos. Yep. So he's got a positive message. He's got, he's got a great message. It's a pity that so many people had to die. <laughs> but I mean, does it have to be multiple lines? He could just release a lot of he could release a lot of like not super violent animals. Right. So some people will still die. Well Nobody I mean, dies? Then what is the why is he in prison? Just because you can't release animals into Hamer Hall? <laughs> what were people expecting when they came to the show? I know, I just don't like all that violence, you know? I just um is he still shooting a gun into the air and <laughs> of laughing? Of course, yeah, he's shooting a gun and laughing. Um, you know, and there's giraffes and things like that. And giraffes can really hurt people. Great. Some people are running and they're scared. And, sure. But I just don't and want any kids to get hurt. Probably the people stampede over each other and crush each other to death. Yeah. You know. But maybe they all learn to live with the animals. Well, that'd be interesting. I mean, they don't have very much time. <laughs> people will probably call for help very quickly. Yeah, but I guess if he's locked all the doors... Yeah, what are the chances that they can unlock them? Do you reckon that David Attenborough can hold off the authorities long enough for evolution to help allow all the people trapped in Hamer Hall with the animals to form a new sustainable ecosystem? Well, there's only one way to find out. Exactly. (laughs) All right, everybody. No. All right, everybody. (laughs) No, okay. 
All right, everybody. I'm going to hold off the authorities with these two guns for as long as it as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So you get on with the business of ever ever evolving to live in harmony with these creatures. That's right. He's trying to make a point that we shouldn't have never lost our connection to animals. Yes. You know, and he's got animals crawling all over him. He's got snails and snakes and he's got like, a, you know, he's got like a kakapo on his head and he's got a sloth around his leg and things like that. And he's, I'm a real animal freak. <laughs> I don't know if that helps. Either. <laughs> I'm just going to write. Uh, just Edinburgh's last stand. Life on stage, whatever. Yeah, okay. We can, were there any, It was. what was it? Collapsible, aardvark, binge. Binging? Streaming? Binging. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what it was. It's like a biodome. So it's like, it's like one of those, okay, he's creating a reality TV show, right? Where people are like, you get to be in this reality TV show with David Attenborough. But it's like a biodome Everybody type Everybody would scenario. want that. Exactly. Everybody, it's a biodome type scenario. You have, you have to live with... Yeah. This is it. He's run out of ecosystems to examine, Mm. so he has to create one of his own. Exactly. He's like, it's like a non fiction author who wants to write a creative story, right? He's sick of reporting on ecosystems as they are. Yeah. He wants to finally have a crack at putting one together of his own. He's like a fireman who starts his own (laughs) fire. (laughs) Exactly. And he just wants to create. A more interesting and a newer one that's unlike anything he's ever seen. Yes. And he's encouraging interbreeding between species. And also, he's, all this time he's been filming these things happening in the wild and he's never once intervened. That's right. right? He must have so much pent-up intervention. Mm. He's going to intervene the fuck out of this yeah. ecosystem. And, he, and, he, and he's just laying down all the time now because, you know, he's just so old now. Mm. And he just gets... He just sort of pushes himself along on a skateboard with his le- one leg like that. And he points to things. And he, he says, you, 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 gorilla. gorilla. What, what voice am I doing? <laughs> you, gorilla, make love to that squid. That's right. And, and you, man, <laughs> breed with that orchid. Like that. And, he's, <laughs> and he's got so much authority. He's he's got, so everybody loved. respects he's him. He's a national he's, treasure. He's an international treasure. <laughs> he's probably the first international treasure. He's the most trusted man in Britain. Him and David Suzuki try to, to breed. Mate, he told him to. <laughs> he told you to mate with an orchid. You trust You're him. You said you wouldn't do that. He would probably line up about ninety types of orchids for you to try mm. each one, just to see if anyone's compatible. All right. Here's a sketch. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a, some, somebody's uh, mum's mum's fiftieth birthday. Mum's mum's eightieth birthday. Right, everybody's done their bits to get everything together. Who eightieth birthday? Yeah, and okay. somebody so, and, and and everything's perfect. And then and then it's like, oh, and Jeremy, did you get the um, did you get the bouquet of orchids? He's like, orchids, orchids, and then we see outside. There's a bouquet of. <laughs> Yeah, we just hear that. <laughs> a whole lot of orcas lashed together. Splish, splish. <laughs> oh. I'll be back in a second. You see this like... Splooch, splooch, splooch. 
Just see it in the window go by. It's just this big semi-trailer with just a pool. These yeah. orchids all tied Sticking by the... Sticking out of a vase. Tie, the pool's like a vase. It's like a vase. They're, all the all the orchids are lashed together by, their, by the tail. Just throwing fish out the window, out the back into the thing. Orchids. That makes so much more sense. Bouquet of orchids. Orcas. Um, Looks like anyway. we have our show title. Bouquet of Orcas. Yeah, great. Um, do you want to take us through the sketches, Alistair? Sorry uh, about all the cat awfulness in yeah, the middle. And, you know, but it was a real you, cat awfulness sandwich, yeah, wasn't it? I, just, I fixed it by saying we're not having sex with cats. You did. You're right. It was I fine. Mean, oh, I mean, there was... Oh, yeah, there were, we were also uh, neutering cats. Neutering them en masse and also having them piss on us, but... Well, not us, but anyone who's interested. That's true, and we never said we were interested. No, I was just saying what's possible, Andy. That doesn't mean I'm interested. I be- you may say I'm a dreamer. Breeding cows to be a bag of nipples that they are today. Yeah. So that's a farmer. He started with something... Either, you know, sort of a proto-cow or a pumpkin or something Mm. like that. And then it's the story of how they they bred them to be these big things with the big bag of nipples at the end today, that that we have today at the end. I mean, and and along the the way, I mean, there would have been periods of time in that where they they, they would seem like it was never going to go anywhere, this crazy project. It was going to seem like they were never even going to have one nipple. Yeah. Maybe at one point. It started, cows just laid eggs, and they didn't produce anything. Wow. They didn't even produce... So you take an animal that produces eggs... And you... And you go, all right. Let's just try to, like... We're going to take things down a different path. We do a lot of evolution. Because we want to get, like... We want to get, like, a... We want to get, like, a liquid that that we can sort of drink. Something, you know, we we already eat eggs. We get them from chickens. This is a double up. This is a double... These huge, nutritious things are a real double up. Yeah, all right, cows. You're going to have to show me something a little bit different because we've already got some chickens on the books and they've got the egg thing covered. So mm. you come back to me. You go workshop this idea. You come back to me in a couple of million years. I want all that. Bring me something I can use. I want, like, all that stuff that's, like, inside an egg, mm. right, that kind of liquid goodness that, yeah. a, young, that a young creature mm. would eat or drink in there or whatever, but I want it on tap on the outside of a body. Maybe like from a nipple or something. They're like milk taps, aren't they? They're milk taps. That's what they call them. Milk taps. Um, Tree plugs. This is everything's uh, got the same plug. Everything's got the same plug. Universal bio plug. It it, it produces good all, which is the universal sort of mm. bio energy. It's a kind of a liquidy, mm. uh, informationy, electricy, sweet, acidic. Mm. It's um, everything you basic. need, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nutritionally balanced and it's electricity as well. Yeah, and you can get entertainment right to, yes. in your eyes, and it's got that little um, magnetic plug. And maybe a little bit of like uh, endorphins, some kind of. That'd like, be great. You know, back of the neck, put it straight in the back of your neck like that, Matrix style. Then we got the iron neuterer. This is it's kind of like a game mm. show. It's filmed by a thing, but it wasn't a game show. It was a way of life for mm. these crater Siberians. <laughs> Uh, cat BDSM. It's a con- it's an app that connects people who are into getting 
cat or it's, or it's the, the, the glory hole thing yeah, I mean the glory, glory hole thing is a lot simpler to put together sure I know but then sometimes people just have a cat they want to it's like B- Airbnb they want to mm. make some they got this extra Airbnb cat Airbnb really DSM Airbnb DSM Airbnb cat. DSM I need to I've got a real dusty dusty old whip I've got to get all the dust out of my mm. whip right Yeah. you want to get thrashed I pop that up on Airbnb and BDSM, and I can thrash my whip against you, get all the dust out of it. There you go. And you get a thrashing. That's like with Airbnb. You have a dusty house. You get somebody to lay on the dust and absorb <laughs> it all. That's what it is. Um, then we got butt backup. Uh, butt backup. A couple backup. more brains couple in the more butt. brains in the butt. A couple more brains, brains in, in the, the butt. butt. Uh. A couple more brains in the butt. Uh, uh. Then we got Edinburgh's. Biodome or Edinburgh's Life on Stage? The Biodome will be a long-running kind of Big Brother-style mm. rea- uh, reality TV show mm. where where Edinburgh is kind of a di- the dictator. Mm. He's, he's of, become he he's seen God's creation and mm. he thinks he could do a better job. It's kind of like a Edinburgh Island of Doctor Moreau, <laughs> but it's a Biodome of the island of Dr. Marotenborough. <laughs> Marotenborough. <laughs> and then we got orchids, but he got a bucket of What I've always bullet. wanted to do was orchids. to make my own animals. <laughs> a mad half cow, half plant beast. <laughs> half hive of uh, termites. <laughs> uh, an abomination. What would, if, what would a man be like if he was a... A nest of termites. A nest of fish. <laughs> a school of fish. And so that's... Thank you for listening to the Thank show. Thank you so much for listening to the show, guys. Bit of a silly one today. I think we can all agree. We can know? agree. Let's Bit agree. of a silly one. But uh, you know, we had uh, some we had some real laughs in there. Yeah, you know, a few fake laughs as well. Yeah, well, we had you lots know. of fake laughs. Yeah, please tweet in. Tell us which one, which laughs you think were fake. Yeah, um, and uh, tell us where which ones you fake laughed at. <laughs> in the privacy of your own. In home. the privacy of your own home to just to uh, just support us. Yeah, sort of in an antagonizing way like that. <laughs> Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Two and Tank. I'm at Alistair TV. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. You a few can... people have been following me recently. I don't know what you're there for, but anyway, I'll it's do a tweet for you sometime. Really nice. We appreciate it. Um, uh, we're, you can also review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called these days, or Stitcher. If anyone mm. who's listening uses Stitcher or anything, any app that allows reviews. Pretty sure the only person who's ever reviewed us on Stitcher was you under a false I, identity. I wasn't did it, it under Alistair? a false. I gave us five stars. <laughs> And that that rating has stood five the stars. Test of time. I mean that it's it's tricky because you haven't given us anywhere any room to improve there, Alistair. I mean it's almost a curse that five stars. I know, but I've I have been trying to live up to that this Andy, whole time. Andy, I haven't given us the burden of needing to improve. That's true. <laughs> In some ways, that is great weight off my shoulder. You can support us on Patreon. We also have those T-shirts available now. Oh, t-shirts available. There's reason, a new T-shirt. There's a new T-shirt. This we is took a stupid a... photograph of ourselves wearing turtlenecks and, and then, Alistair put it on Twitter. Uh, on, yeah, well, because somebody said, oh, this would be a great T-shirt. And 
I did not want to let that one person down. And then somebody bought the T-shirt with the silly photo he of us. He put that on on Redbubble. And uh, if you are the person with it, I hope it's a listener who bought it. If you are a listener and you bought that T-shirt, please send us a photograph we need of you to see wearing this. that T-shirt, t-shirt of whenever us you get it. Stupid. Uh, um, you are the greatest human alive. Um, the Redbubble link is uh, on on our Twitter. Send us a photograph of you wearing that T-shirt in the most important place in your life. <laughs> Try to find be that work scenario, be that a, a wedding, a funeral. Sure. Even if you have your, to sneak the birth it. of your newborn child. You know, like in those, like those, like those, those uh, sort of pornographic things where people are kind of like. You know, oh, I'm trying to show a boob in a public place or whatever. Like I didn't that. know that was a thing. I know people have sex in public. Yeah, well, it's that kind of thing. Well, you try to, like, sneakily show us that you're wearing that T-shirt in a really public, mm. important place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like While you're issuing a national apology for something. Exactly. Perfect. Some kind of crime. We appreciate that. <laughs> you show us that kind of... I mean, look, it's a huge burden. Thank you for just buying the shirt. Uh, and we... Love... You. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.